2: You're listening to a Castaway Media Podcast. Find more great shows at castaway.media or find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Podcasts. Hello and welcome to episode 49 of Potterone. And uh, this week it's uh, Neil Delamere. I'm talking to Neil Delamere, the uh, fellow from the telly. And it's brought to you by... Jack Cody's beer Thanks to Jack Cody's I'm having an out drink of Smiggy here And I'm talking to to Kieran uh, to Dunleavy And that's the bells, near the bells there Kieron, and you're uh, You're running the C- Craggy Island Festival I'm also here with John Klusky is a DJ DJ at the festival How are you John? Hi <laughs> <laughs> So Kieran, C- tell us about the festival Craggy Mm. Peggy yeah, it's
3: been busy the last few weeks. We started selling, um, was some tickets sold in America and England, which is really exciting, so it's mm. really getting out there now. So happy
2: yeah, Day's it's day. on from the 15th <coughs> to the 17th of July on Inish Air. Yeah, the original island from Father's Head, so... It's the, the island that, that the shipwreck is on that yeah. you see in the open credits, yeah. yeah so yeah. you've been collecting a load of, of props and stuff for the first the year, what can I...?
3: I uh, got a del- delivery the other day of 22 Zimmer frames, two wheelchairs, um, mm. lots of funny pictures, tea trolleys and then loads of polystyrene for doing uh, sculptures. Alright, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're
2: going to uh, do a sculpture of uh, Father's, Father's Dawn.
3: Dawn. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looks like he's made a stone for the crazy golf. Yeah. So there's a limited amount of people who get to play uh, crazy golf with Father Stone on Saturday, so... Yeah. That'll be good crack. Um, got a load of golf balls the other day, but I didn't realise they've all got stolen written on them. Stolen? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw. What, 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 what I don't it? know. They it's they stolen? Uh, well, got yeah. them off a driving range crowd, so maybe yeah. they have them printed stolen in case anyone else robs them. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, that was happy accident, isn't mm. it? Right,
2: cool. So, uh, it's 15th, 17th July, and John, you are uh, DJing. You don't want to talk, do yes, you, Yes, I do, I do want do to you? talk, do no, you? I mm-hmm. won't stop now. Okay, started. what's oh, your first. DJ name, John? Uh, Jabubble. Jabubble. Yes. And... Uh, AKA, The Dancing Priest. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, what's your What's your vibe, like, what's Jabubble's kind of... Uh, My vibe
3: is to go out to the island, have a great crack, yeah. and drink um, Smiggy Stardust Amber Ale all
2: weekend. <laughs> Smiggy Stardust? Yeah, it's nice. Have you tried it? It's just called Smiggy. Where oh, I get? thought it was Smiggy Stardust with the <laughs> goat on the thing. Oh, OK. I like goats as well. <laughs> what the fuck is this? There's wild goats on the island. <laughs> oh, yeah, Smiggy Stardust. Sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what you're going to do. But yeah. you're, you're, you're more into music that people dance to. Yeah, dancing music. Which uh, is it's a revolution in DJing. It is really, you know, people <laughs> dance. Uh, and the crazy golf. I want to play the crazy golf because yeah, yeah. it's limited.
3: Yeah. Only a few can play it. Me.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the binocular sucker. great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. That sounds good. Uh, well, so anyway, look, uh, yeah, all the uh, information's at island Festival island com. Yeah.
3: festival yeah. com. You can only buy your chicken through there, and you'll get emailed like a Ryanair boarding pass, which has two sort of um, barcodes on it, which get scanned when you get onto the island. Yeah. And then you get your wristband. So unless you have them, you won't get into the likes of the circus tent or the comedy gigs or... Are you afraid of people getting onto the island illegally with speedboats and uh, jet skis and stuff? Not really, no. Without paying for a ticket? They just won't get into anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough. <laughs> Maybe a few pirates turn up. All right, but they won't get attacked be in. by the dolphin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. the wild dolphin.
2: Yeah, mm. uh, yeah. Because the, uh, the comedy is myself, uh, Pat McDonnell and Michael Redmond. So that's it. Uh, Craggy Island uh, Have a look at that. And now I have a listen to Neil Delamere. See you on the other side. If you like, you're, but you're, you, work on the radio.
1: Yes. Yes. So you, you mean... don't need
2: headphones unless you're going to play me something. No. Okay. But I like to hear. It just to make sure that we're definitely getting. <laughs> that we're definitely on. Yeah. 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 And that you're.
1: Uh... That would be very weird. It's just. It's just either your voice or just my voice. Oh, that would be. Would look like like that's never happened before.
2: Um, that's me. Say hello there. Hello. Hello. Yeah. One two three four five six seven oh, eight yeah, nine ten on the
1: Joe Rooney Podcast. Sound it amazed. A pleasure and an honour.
2: <laughs> oh, well, I have recorded uh, a whole interview and something went wrong with that box. And? And it wasn't there. Oh, dear. Simon Delaney. Oh, dear. He came back the next week, though. He's, oh, did he? Yeah, he's oh, that's, a gentleman. That's
1: nice. he's, very gen- he's a very nice man as well, and uh, yeah. extremely talented. I saw him once in Stones in His Pockets, and he was brilliant. Oh, yeah. Where you okay. have to just switch between... There's two lads on stage, and you have to switch between characters extremely quickly, and he's really, really good.
2: All oh, right. You see, i would never seen it. Um, I didn't say that when I was interviewing, but I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so did you, is that how you started the interview you just said so I'm not really sure who you
1: are I haven't seen any of your stuff and I've decided that if your career is good enough I'll turn on the microphone well it's no not, it's won't. just I
2: can't go back in time I can't go back in time and watch Stones in His Pockets like, no, I, like, I mean whenever true. that was out I didn't know I was going to be interviewing him
1: maybe you should go and see sure every single has. play <laughs> just yeah, in case yeah, yeah. you're ever going to interview the person in the future
2: <laughs> just in case yeah 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 but ah uh, he's gent uh, the only it's great they came back. It's funny interviewing someone that you've just interviewed a week before and asked them questions about life that you've already asked them. You know? <laughs> Maybe, stuff. Well, it's, Maybe he had a really big week and everything changed. Yeah, he had a different, completely different life. Yeah, the second week, he, he grew up in a different place.
1: Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> different different parents. Yeah, yeah, he got yeah. in touch with his birth mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it had be brilliant. It's like a yeah. sort of Dr. Phil.
2: It was amazing. I don't know how that happened Maybe you you should
1: do that all the time (laughs) This isn't even going out
2: Yeah yeah. Uh, Now come back next week and just tell me a different story please Thanks (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, I I didn't get milk in my coffee Shit Oh dear Oh this interview is ruined now Anyway no. Well listen thanks for coming in Neil Thank you My pleasure Um How's Eureka go- gone for you? Uh, it's going
1: well, yeah. I mean, yeah. we are I think we've got about six episodes in now. So, yeah. um, oh,
2: how many are they going
1: to be? Oh, okay. There are going to be ten, yeah. Okay, right. So it was a great crack to do as well. I yeah. mean, if people don't know what it is, it's me hosting a show about science and comedy. And we've got three comedians mm. on one side and three scientists on the other side. Well, kind of a mix between the two. And you've got PJ yeah. Gallagher, who is... Just funny Do you know yeah. that thing You know when you start Doing comedy And people say X is really good But X has funny
2: bones
3: Yeah
1: He yeah. has funny bones Oh absolutely he's just, he's just funny Makes me laugh all the time So Amazing. he's on one side uh, Dr Evie Nihulu is on the other side And she's yeah. really Really good as well She's yeah. so experienced In terms of broadcasting And then we've come to some serious science heads Like professors of immunology And professors of genetics And zoologists And everything So And then throw into the mix of that I have gotten to do Some mad stunt In the middle of it So uh, To demonstrate The scientific principles so I've got to do great, Crack.
2: Great well, Is that really, you just really wanted to do those things? Well, and experience weightlessness there, and all this kind of stuff.
1: W- you mean, yeah. Joel said there was a crossover between my lifelong dreams and what, yeah. was, what was written down on paper. Let's put that in. Let's put that in. Yeah, but then there was some stuff I really didn't want to do and I ended up doing it as well. Yeah. The stuff that... that, that well, what scared you the most then? Scared me the most, uh, w- w- one thing I ruled out entirely, which was we want to infect you with malaria. And they went no you're you're alright yeah. i'm grand thanks thanks for that yeah is the-
2: that mean there must be a very good cure for it. Well, you see, you'd think that, wouldn't you? That's <laughs> yeah. what you would
1: assume. Yeah. Uh, it, it, there is isn't. there isn't. So our one of the regulars is Professor Luke O'Neill, who's amazing. Mm. And uh, one of his mates runs an institute in Oxford. And uh, they would get you bitten and then, then they would get you treated and see how you got on.
2: Did uh, they get an insect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, you walk uh, into a, a mosquito, it's,
1: uh, so it uh, flies around and, and gets you. So I went, no, mm. no, I'm not doing that. But the thing I didn't enjoy at all, I don't like heights at all. I like speed, but I don't like heights Ah. And um, I walked across I think it's in a few A couple of weeks I walked across um, The largest radio telescope In the world Is in Puerto Rico Ah. And it's in James Bond It's in GoldenEye yeah, And uh, he slides down the side of it, if you know what I mean. It's a, it's a kind of a dish, Peter yeah. frozen, But there's a five, there's a, uh, walkway, maybe five or 600 feet above that. So you have to walk out to get to the centre of it. And I, I did that, but I'm not, I am not. wasn't happy about doing no. that. No. I had to apologise to the director. Because you know when you're, I don't know about, about you, but if you're scared, you are, are extremely ratty. <laughs> extremely. She's like, we just want to do this shot again. Yeah. I'm like, get me off this thing. So I, I, that was unpleasant, I have to say. Yeah, but you did it. I uh, know I did it, yeah. Well, well, yeah, well. well. I don't well, like snakes and I don't like kites.
2: Okay. Well I would find it difficult to jump off. Like a bungee jump would be my or a parish jump with my biggest fear. I don't even like you know trust exercises. Uh, you where you fall backwards You yeah. uh, won't I can't do it without crouch you know, going into fetal position. So don't trust anyone. Just don't trust. People, yeah. I don't trust someone who's made a bungee jump, I don't trust them that they've made it correctly, yeah. that it won't break.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, kind of no. don't mind those bits where you have to go, okay, now, and it's just one moment of kind of go for it. I, whereas, yeah. so a bungee jump, was, I have done a bungee jump, I don't yeah, mind, right. and I've done parachute jumps. I What I don't like is that, because that's kind of, it's almost one moment of just do it, whereas a walk is a long process and mm. you're going to be up there and the only way back is to walk back down and then like that. Although... Oddly enough, the older uh, I have gotten, the less likely I am to do those jumps. Like I've done power lighting and parachuting and all that. And I don't think I'd like to do them now.
2: That's strange because you've less of a life to live, so you're actually risking less
1: in terms of years. Yes, absolutely. But you're, you are aware of um, all the stuff that's gone wrong for people. Whereas when you're right. 20, you go, I'm completely invincible. And uh, sure, even if the parachute doesn't open, I'll probably bounce back up off the bog in Offaly and uh, be a superhero. Right? Whereas, yeah. you know, uh, you've heard mm. bad stuff by the time you get to 30 <laughs> okay. and 35, haven't you? So. Just okay, well, idea. it's like
2: I, I am, uh, before I learned to drive, which I didn't learn to drive till I was about 30, yeah. I was really uh, trusting of drive. you know, I would sit in the passenger seat of idiots who are driving like idiots. Because you didn't know what was involved. No, since I learned to drive, I'm yeah. terrible, I'm terrible, I'm pressing the pedals.
1: That's why you won't um, accept a lift from me anymore, I've noticed that yeah. <laughs> changed a few years ago, All right, yeah. It's odd, you, you build up more knowledge and then yeah. you
2: realise. Yeah, I know. But I am no, I am doing a gig. With you. are you going to drive me down to the? <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: you're going to meet me there.
2: All right. yeah. No, I can collect you. No, no, us. no. I'm fine. I'm driving. I'm driving. But uh, it's in Offley, is it? Enfield. Uh, it's in that's Enfield, where you're from, is, is it? You're you're of the woods, County Meath. I'm from Offley. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in uh, that's in Meath as well. It's, it's just
1: huge. It's just only over the border oh, between Meath and Kildare. Because
2: yeah. I I live in Meath, but it's near the sea. I know. Yeah. And Look at you. You've everything with your seas it's and your New Granges. I don't need to rub it in. <laughs> I know we've got a lot. Also, but that is not near where you grew up. It then. is no,
1: it is. it's about kind of 10 or 12 miles away because I'm oh, okay, on right. the very but you're uh, eastern side of Offaly, yeah. Mm. So which is a county that stretches all over the place really.
2: All right, okay. Offaly was a very uh I I actually grew up in Galway and my father brought me to see Galway playing Offaly at Croke Park and Offaly won and uh I remember being really annoyed. I was like eight or something, and just didn't take losing very well. And saw all these people going, you know, because Gaelic fans don't have great chance. There's just a load of no, people don't. going, Offaly, Offaly, uh, and I just hated them. I would refer you to me Ed,
1: me Ed. <laughs> so uh, you can leave me alone on that one. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. The weird thing with Offaly is because it's in the middle and touches all those counties. I mean, there's different towns in Offaly who hate entirely different counties. That's the odd thing. So like boroughs say 45 miles from where I'm from, they do not like Tipperary. And we're like, Tipperary's grand. Mm. What's wrong with Tipperary? And then we hate Kildare and Kildare hate us because we're right in the border. So, you know, a a, a county with four or five different levels of hatred. Kind of schizophrenic. Yeah,
2: yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's (laughs) what GAA is about really, isn't it? It is, yeah. But uh, chance, terrible. The worst one probably in Ireland is Bowes. Boaz. Yeah, you know. but anyway, yeah, <laughs> bohemians. So, but so uh, did you go to a, a, a kind of a CBS type school or a religious uh, school? I went or? to,
1: uh, a, yeah, convent school at the start. Oh yeah? Primary school. Nuns? Yeah, nuns, yeah. yeah. Uh, not too many of them by the time I got there. And then yeah. went to uh, the masters, as it was called, the boys school, and then mm-hmm. went to kind of stratch. That's still in primary? Uh, yeah, we you yeah. went from one school to the other, so you did oh. uh, you did um, babies, senior infants, and first class in one school. Oh, then you moved to the boi- a boys only school, mm. uh, up to sixth class, and then you went from there to a co co sex school, co education oh. school. It
2: was like in the middle of, in the countryside. No, no, in the no, town, in the town.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah big uh, six or seven hundred people, I suppose more, and then mm. eight hundred people in the secondary school. Which is and kind of slightly overcrowded. I think it was built for five or six hundred, and there was eight hundred people in it. But the mm. teachers were very good, I have to say. So, mm. and they...
2: and w- w- how many people in your fa- how many in your family? Four. No, I mean kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah four yeah. kids. Yeah. And where do you come? From? Last. Last. The baby. Yeah. Do you find that lots of comedians are last? I wonder. Well, I'm second last. I don't know. I've yeah. never. I, I, why do you think we're spoiled or something? Or? Uh, no, I think this. Is, I
1: think there are some
2: schools or of thought that the, the
1: youngest out. one is the is the one. The, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> both of us got to cry now. Uh, yeah, the eldest one, you know, is a responsible one, and the youngest one in big families is looking for attention and stuff like that. So they
2: say. Yeah, good. I can't imagine the eldest child going. I'm going to be a comedian. Yeah, man.
1: I got to pave the way here and be well, a comedian. This is the no. first
2: one. No, I don't think I, so.
1: Yeah, so apparently it's the youngest one usually. Ah. But there's a bit of a gap between me and my brothers and sisters. So I'm I'm kind of I'm spoiled anyway. So, you know.
2: And are they involved in anyway in in no God no entertainment no. even no no. Instruments, they play instruments. No, no, okay. I
1: like the way you were looking for a word to describe for what we do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you settled on entertainment, that was a good one. Um, yeah. no, the two, the, the three of them have kind of job jobs, responsible, normal job okay.
2: jobs, right? So I was and, a kind
1: of a both from the blue, I think.
2: And then, even in, in primary, did you do any like no. you know, the play, school No, play no,
1: and specifically, I remember doing um. When we were in secondary school, it was a musical, and I yeah. wouldn't do it. I had no yeah. interest in doing it. Well, I kind of was interested in doing it, but I was too shy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't right. do it. I was quite shy in that point, you know. And my brother had actually done it a few years before and loved it, and I, th- I think he did Greece or something like that, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but no, I wouldn't do it. I suppose you go to college then, and then you get a bit more freedom and a bit more relaxed about yourself. And You went straight away after school. Straight away after to school. DCU. 17,
2: Yeah. DCU. Oh, to 17, so young.
1: Yeah, yeah, just and because, of, you know, the way, like if you were going to school at four, you were doing your leaving and certain going to college at 17, yeah. sort of thing, you know? So yeah, straight to DCU and did computer applications in DCU, only because my brother had done it before me. I, d- I knew I didn't, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I knew that was a kind of a placeholder, so I just did that. And I knew you'd get a job as well, because it was the dot-com mm-hmm. kind of bubble, so I kind of did, I'll just will do that for a while and figure out what I wanted to do. But I
2: still don't hear nothing about, you know, entertaining like it's not like you went crazy in college or anything is it like oh, well, went... I
1: loved stand up like I loved stand up oh did you oh yeah. yeah and I watched every comedy show on TV when I was a teenager like watched mm. Cheers and watched Blackadder and watched MASH and watched uh, do you remember um LaHan and Tommy Tiernan did series series of the uh, stand up show on the BBC oh yeah so yeah. that was a, a kind of a late night thing it was on a Friday I think it was on a Saturday night but it was the, like that's what people mm. don't realise now it was the only thing the only stand up that was on that I would have seen like you you didn't have Paramount and you didn't have the comedy channel. And you didn't have YouTube. You didn't have YouTube, right? So this is suddenly what you were exposed to and you went, God, there's two lads who sound and look reasonably like the rest of us in rural Ireland because there was no theatre where I grew up so there was no kind of tradition of that. And I mean, oh, that's an interesting job. They're really, really funny and uh, I still remember Sean Locke, a Sean Locke routine. I would have been about... I suppose mid-90s, you know, you're in your teenage years where you're really being affected by everything you see. Mm. And Sean Locke had a piece where he used to do his own fringe. He used to hold his hand over his, over his forehead and go, I'm going to do impressions now. And he used to do Hitler and he'd go up like that and his fringe would go up over the back of his head and he'd do Bobby Charlton. And I just remember thinking this was amazing. So it was, that was set the seed in your head for loving stand-up and loving mm. comedy. But the inherent kind of reticence was still there. So then I got to college Does, and myself and my friends sat down and went, Let's, there's a few things we'd like to do before, or 25 or 30 yeah. or whatever, and wrote down a list and stand-up was won them. But I had no intention of doing it full-time or anything like that.
2: And uh, I actually saw Sean Locke, by the way, in the Bail Booked with about 10 people in the audience. Really? the pub called the Bail Booked, yeah. Yeah,
1: the poor mouth. And yeah.
2: uh, he uh, had a catchphrase, which didn't mean anything, but But all through his act, he's going, I love the snooker love it that was his th- <laughs> <laughs> That's right. you, you still remember it, but I you know, know 15, 20 I years know, later. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, he was uh, brilliant yeah. and that was kind of just entrancing really
2: yeah no hey he's brilliant he's amazing i saw him in edinburgh there about 3 years ago doing the full like 2 hour It's just amazing incredible yeah. he's brilliant he's brilliant so did you uh, did you do any sketches or at no, with no. this guy who is this guy this is your mate in college yeah, yeah yeah
1: and he he's done a couple of gigs since then I mean, oh, yeah? took him a long long time to do them but uh, I went and did one in the International, just did five minutes in the International when I was 21 or two. And yeah. uh, that was it then. Bitten by the Bug. Loved it. I, I remember the first live stand-up gig I saw, like what you and I would consider to be stand-up. I mean, m- my parents and I had gone to see Neil Tobin when we, when I was 14 or 15, you know. And, and uh, that was very interesting to watch that. But in terms of what we would consider stand-up in college, I saw Deirdre Kane. Uh, Eddie Bannon emceed and uh, Daryl Green, And I sat on the floor of DCU uh, in the bar when they would be doing college gigs. And uh, I was like, this is mental. Uh, Where can I do this? So we decided to do it.
2: They they came out to the college. Didn't they came it? out to the college, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, what did you th- what, when you sat down to write a set? What what were you thinking? Oh, did you?
1: Because you had no idea what you're doing. Mm. It's terrifying as well. I don't think mm. we remember how terrifying the first point is. Well, your first set, yeah. So because yeah. you've no reference, like now if you try new material, you go well. If that tanks, I'll just throw in a bit of old that I know
2: works. Like you've no old, <laughs> you've no old no. to throw in. So you're just. I, I mean, I, it's also your first gig might be five minutes, but then your next gig is ten minutes. That's doubling the amount of ter- yeah, material. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, you've yeah exactly. Written, like, There's two schools like, of
1: thought, I think, uh, uh, in terms of the audience. So you mm. go, I'm going to bring every single person I know to my first gig, uh, or I'm going to bring not my school uh, of yeah. Thought at I all. brought one person mm. uh, who I trusted, who would have said, who was quite a quite funny fellow I used to work with, and I, you know, I thought that if I die, this will never be mentioned again. The two of us will just. Like spies, <laughs> we'll just, we just never mention each other again, ne- never acknowledge each other again. And mm. this never happened. So um, I just kind of worked on the stuff and did it in the international and seemed seemed to go OK. Do you remember any of it? Um, I think there was something about Vianetta and replacing communion with Vianetta or something like okay. this, which I thought was the most original thing in the world. And then Eddie Nessis Sounds good. years ago then told me, if, uh, you want to be careful about doing anything with Jesus, because if you do anything with Jesus, um, Dave Allen has probably done it at some point 30 years ago. So he did cover a lot of ground, I
2: suppose. I don't know. Yeah, Vianetta was probably
1: out with He probably was, yeah. So what I do remember is that I could have said it back to front. A bomb could have hit the the building and I would have been able able to say it. I had learned it, Hmm. like really learned it, you know, to the nth degree so which probably destroyed all timing and all sense of uh, anticipation and everything but
2: uh, no do you know what I mean? uh, it strikes me that you are that type of person that you really prepare I mean would you not agree with it I mean of all the comedians I know I would say you're probably the most this is the
1: reputation I think I have Yeah.
2: well it is the reputation you have Yeah. that yeah. you would be like yeah, you'd really work on it. You were, And this is not a bad thing. I mean, oh, this, no, is, this I, is, you know, as Roy Keane goes, fail to prepare, prepare to fail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a bonus Roy Keane impression. <laughs> uh, but you know that saying, the man who has the reputation for getting up early can stay in bed until noon. So sometimes, <laughs> <All right. laughs> sometimes uh, your reputation isn't necessarily true. But I, I certainly think that probably started from, being on the panel i suppose i'm not sure where mm. i sat down on the first day and looked across the table and went there's 45 42 45 years collective experience in the other three comedians and i've got four years of experience i better make sure i have some jokes mm. uh, ready to go in case anything goes wrong mm. so I, that, well, I i did i did work hard on, on the, uh, the i used does to Does that pr-
2: make you feel like are you a bit defensive about that 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 you prepared No,
1: God, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. Uh, because, what we used to write, um, we used to read the stories, and I used to think the best way to do this is to have stuff to say about the news, if you know what news is going to come up, have stuff to say, Mm. and then, ideally, you might never get to use it. That's the great thing. Like, on a show like that, it's the same as The Blame Game. Now, if it wanders off and the gold is in the wandering off, mm-hmm. brilliant. Uh, every so often, though, um, like certain audiences will go for messing around and certain audiences will go for a joke or a point of view, whatever. Mm-hmm. The ideal is that you have both, you know, because... Yeah, you have uh, prepared yeah, material. Yeah, but yeah. But you can go and yeah, wander yeah. as well, yeah. Absolutely. So that that would be the goal. so... Mm-hmm. Um, I I think when I started in the, the panel in particular I used to write a lot of stuff you know and then after a while you just get a bit more relaxed in your role and, and willing to trust everybody else and then trust you so
2: now Would you not uh, you would write it but would you also have it like really well rehearsed and stuff like you had your
1: uh, and no, exactly. but like, like it's it's topical. So yeah, I mean, right. you, you just wouldn't have a chance Instead to of like rehearse. bullet points or something. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and people do have different approaches to it. Mind maps and uh, and pe- some mm. people write it out. Like so, I still do a topical quiz show on the our new show in Northern Ireland that's been in on the BBC for, for god ten or eleven years. Mm. Myself and Colin Murphy and Jacob the blame okay. game, the blame game. Yeah, so I mean, I see the two approaches there. You mm. know, the the key. I think the key is have a couple of bits and pieces but particularly with Colin Murphy I really enjoy working with Colin Murphy that we've worked together so often now that if he goes off and when I know where he's going to go and you know not to interrupt him but you also know sometimes interrupt him and uh, throw grist at the mill and then he'll do the same and you, we can go off and start winging things that are better than whatever we have written down on, the, on a page you know mm.
2: So, and So with those panel shows uh, I've probably done one or two, but um, if something works in the studio, would it necessarily work on TV? You can imagine you know, because quite often live stuff doesn't work on. No, uh, not
1: necessarily and you have to trust the people you're working with in terms of an editor that puts it in there, you know. Hmm. Uh, So something like Eureka is a case in point. Um, I haven't seen them all, but you know, there's probably bits where you go, God, that was absolutely hilarious that somebody did there. But it's a mix between a show that you're meant to learn something from in terms of science and and a bit of comedy. So the director is sitting there going, "Okay, I'm gonna cut out the funny maybe on that piece because I think the point he made about friction is more interesting." So you have to just kind of hand yourself over. Really, the good thing about a straightforward comedy show is you just cut back to the funny. Really, you just the funny stuff. You yeah, you know, you you leave there. I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, I remember doing one uh, uh, panel show where um, they had a round, and uh, I thought I did a really funny bit in yeah. it, but the other. Side of they had it that it was kind of connected. The the other two people on the other side uh, died. Their stuff died. so They couldn't leave in the round, and I was like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be too hampered by structure. Bloody frustrating. Yeah, yeah. That's a there was a fault maybe of the structure of the show.
1: Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Try not to reinvent the wheel, as it was sometimes. Yeah, that's we all kind of go okay. uh, We'll have rounds with this, 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 and this, and you go well, okay. But for example, if. Yeah, if if, if if I give you one thing and I give your team captain on one side and somebody else is a team captain and we go, we're going to give uh, a question to if both of these people. If yours works, like you said, and theirs doesn't, you either have to leave theirs in where they look bad or have to, you have to cut out yours.
2: Yeah, so it's kind of like you have so to what to yeah, change what, the structure so that st- you...
1: Change the structure you and you go, okay, mm. we're going to give you two examples and both
2: teams can answer on both examples. Right, yeah. So you just mess around with the structure a little mm. bit. You know? I I think I came in at the end of the panel when everyone had left (laughs) (laughs) this wasn't the panel by the day I think there was a different show but uh, at a panel when um, uh, uh, what's his name O'Connor Brennan O'Connor Brennan O'Connor was the host oh that that was Duffy the Gondolas that was the Don't Fear the Gondolas. Yeah, I never did my the time, panel. Joe. What am I even thinking of? Pa- I never did the panel. I did the Don't Fear the Gondolas. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's yeah. a few years before that now. Panel yeah panel came yeah. along in 2003. I started in 2004. Yeah. And actually, the panel, the great thing about it, it was a very loose structure. I think Absolutely. that's what worked for the panel. Massively loose. Yeah. Yeah.
1: People used to ask. Uh, my favorite question on the panel used to be, do you record them all in one block or uh, do you do it every week? And you go to them, well, it's a topical topical. news, so (laughs) it's 16 (laughs) weeks long. Now, if you think that I can guess what's going to happen in 16 weeks or have a time machine, I wouldn't be doing the panel, I'd be in the bookies, is what I'd be doing. So, uh, like, people used to say, oh, it's rehearsed. And you go, no, like, watch it, they couldn't be rehearsed. What you could do is you would know if there was a big news story. Like you're gonna talk about that at the start. You'd know that. So you could write a couple of jokes on that. But after that, like you didn't know where it was going to go. And that was the that was the great thing. Mm. Like if it stayed on, on a couple of news stories, fine. But if it went off to Andrew Maxwell and his own Mercurial genius going off and talking about something else, absolutely go for that as well, you know. And mm. the weird thing about that was if you were designing something uh like, if you were a TV person, right, and you're sitting in the back room somewhere and you're going, we're going to create a talent show, that's what we're going to do. We need people to appeal to different demographics. You would have picked the people that we just fluked uh, on the show. So you had uh, uh, Andrew Maxwell who was a kind of uh, wide boy Dublin North Northside uh, mm. but also very well read you've got a kind of grumpy northerner brisg- brilliant impressionist brilliant so is Maxwell brilliant with, um, with physical stuff so Colin Murphy, Murphy. you've got a kind of urbane sophisticated Dara Breen uh, mm. um, yeah, hosting it and holding it all together and then you've got this kind of rural younger naive in some ways
2: comedian on the other side That's So you've you got People for every for everything, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of amazing, you know. Yeah, but I did hear, and I've never been on the panel, even though I thought I was on it, <laughs> uh, that you'd have guests on, and I, I did hear from one or two guests that they felt swamped or overwhelmed and didn't feel like they got in, they could get a word in, edge I stuff
1: think sometimes, like um, sometimes people came on and they mm. would. Um, it was interesting to see people who got it and people who didn't. Sometimes mm. people would come on and think that we were going to go for them. Mm. and they would come out really defensive and that was always a disaster you know Right. Um, but if people came out and just kind of relaxed into it and like we weren't there to have a, have a go with them and we were there to actually you know yeah. interview them a lot of the time most of the time you know Right. Yeah, um, yeah. so I suppose but it's a very difficult thing to come out and be interviewed by four or
2: five people though Four or five comedians? For yeah. F- I mean, yeah. that's difficult, yeah. Yeah, it is extremely and difficult. And they know each other. They've been together. It's like a gang. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah you're, you're the, kind you're the of new f- boy at school or the new exactly. girl Exactly, yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So you would feel kind of sorry for them in that way, you know. Mm. Um But no more mm. than, like, on the blame game, now we have a guest um, chair, I suppose you call it, for a comedian to come in. Mm. I, mean, I always think that's a real difficult thing to do. Like, going on to a, a panel show where there's loads of different people and you're not necessarily the only new person, but going on to one where you're the only new person and everybody else has worked together before and knows the rhythms and all that, it is really difficult. Mm. You know? So, I mean, I would feel sympathy for them in that regard, definitely.
2: Mm. I mean, I see it all the time. I, any, of the, any of the panel shows and uh, the English ones, you will see someone who very, very rarely they're featured. They obviously did. I, I'm thinking they didn't have a good show and they. Yeah. And it's tough. Yeah. I feel for them. Uh, yeah, you do. And I don't think the normal audience would. They probably don't know us. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I, I would draw the distinction now between... Are you talking about a guest comedian
2: or a guest guest? A
1: guest comedian. Oh, guest comedian, okay. Like a
2: comedian. And a guest
1: comedian it is difficult. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah, course yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, I suppose... You w- I mean a guest comedian's under pressure to be funny. A guest absolutely. is just a guest and they you can take the piss and yeah. it, that's fine.
1: Okay, no, so I was I was talking about both. I thought sometimes yeah. the guest thought we were we were having a go at them. That's what I meant. Mm. Um in terms of being a guest comedian, yeah, absolutely it is difficult, you know. Mm. I suppose you where you lose in, in terms of your um familiarity with the structure and all the rest. You do gain because you have every single bit of material that you've ever written. Oh, you can do to, yeah.
2: to do yeah that's true so
1: yeah. you know so I whereas the rest of us have been on for a long time and we've done everything yeah uh, yeah yeah so yeah, like yeah. we are writing jokes that week whereas you have everything you've ever chosen and you can kind of crowbar it in a little bit you know uh, but it's, it's still very difficult
2: yeah, absolutely, yeah. very difficult. Yeah, yeah, um, and do you think though, like the panel show is still? It's still like a thing that's going to survive. I mean, there's a lot of them around, and you know, Netflix is happening now. Or is is it something? I don't know. I suppose you put it on and you see if people well, watch, and that's you, it. You, you you should say yes, you're you're doing one. <laughs> <a day. laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're only halfway through the run, though. Let's see it, not Let's walk yourself out of a show. Well, in mean, the
1: anyway. week's been running for a long time, and in you know, the yeah, no, cats uh, has been running uh, for I've a long I've time. Right, good news for you. Right, yeah, got news for you. The blame game. I mean. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If it is uh, making people happy, I suppose. And QI you
2: know? is on Netflix, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's go back. So you did your one gig, uh, and then were you straight in like doing gigs? How, like I was, uh,
1: I went. I really love this, and I suppose you're very lucky. If the first gig goes well, you're really lucky because your first gig, like you know, and I know that you could, you're going to die hmm. in the first few gigs anyway. I suppose it's just that you, you get as long as you get one or two good ones before you have your horrific death. Mm. I think that's that kind of girds your loins against the horrific death you know whereas if the first one is terrible that's it you're probably out I I often wonder how many good comedians just had the bad first gig and we've never gotten to see them you know they just gave up and we never saw them.
2: Yeah, could be. I, as far as I know, Dylan Moran's first gig was a disaster. <laughs> wow, delighted he <laughs> kept
1: going then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the man is a genius. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then no, I just went to the, the Haypenny, because at that stage, yeah. the international bar in Dublin here was really hard to get a gig in. You couldn't, get, it was, you wouldn't get a gig every every week or anything like that, you know. Yeah. But if you went in, down to the Haypenny Bridge... You would get what, what year are we week. talking here this is 2001, 2001. oh wow yeah mm.
2: Jesus Christ yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not even that long ago
1: but the great Ooh. thing about the to, about to hipney was that you would be on with every every sort of person who thought they had a turn <laughs> and still and the people still go there for that reason it's brilliant like you know so you'd have you know, the international would at least be you in comics, whereas the Hayman used to be uh, a man going on and just doing a poem or flowering arranging in a special way or <laughs> a song about a recently deceased well-known gangland criminal and then you'd have to go on and go, here are the comedy stylings of Joe Rooney and Neil Delamere. So, I mean, you did learn to go
2: on after all sorts of yeah. different acts, you know. And I love I, I love watching shite comedy I mean, I just love watching acts that are shit. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. It's hilarious.
1: I, I, used, I, mean, I used to just love what people would come up with, I have to say. Like you just, just think that's so different to how you would
2: come up with something. I think that's amazing. Well, it's just the rabbit in the headlights. Uh, somebody is panicking on stage. Oh,
1: those, yeah, there well, those people as well. I'm talking about uh, the fully out there. This, uh, yeah, it's a mixture.
2: Yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, but yeah. um, and they all people used who are to just go nuts. There. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a little bit of therapy <laughs> rather than this is them getting out of the house in some ways. Uh, so uh, it was a great. I think it was a great. A great schooling, I have to say. Yeah. Oh, and Tony Ferns was very good to lot everybody as well. The mm. guy who runs the Haveny Bridge, he was very good and gave people time and everything, you know. Mm. And uh, so he he would be the least kind of cynical, commercial, business, you know, capitalist head. I think you know he was yeah. about people doing things. You know, maybe because he's a performer himself, I mm. suppose.
2: Have you ever panicked on stage? because no? I absolutely, a, yeah. And what done the right, Like what done something? <laughs> and you go real- oh, why did I do that?
1: Yeah, or the you're doing a gig for not a normal audience, maybe businessmen or something like this years you're ago, and you corporate. Gig. You're just and you it's, you're dying. And there's no saliva in your mouth, and you're you're just trying to figure. out, You're scoping the exits out, which is the closest exit door to the
2: stage. That's how you know you're not doing particularly well. But I've, yeah, like I've actually. Uh... Shouted at a room At a table full of women After I'd done my gig Yeah I uh, got off Packed my guitar up Yeah Put my coat on and as I walked past this table of women who were just out for their Christmas dinner (laughs) I shouted at them could you not have shut up for five fucking minutes I just lost it and lost my fee as well for doing that oh did you yeah yeah well basically attacked you know what I mean I would have done it
1: if I had the money in my pocket I wish, I wish I wish
2: I wish I uh, know, uh, I've done that absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Ah, yeah. I mean, there's a like point,
1: where, it. yeah, where you become so frustrated, particularly if mm. you, when you there's probably a middle ground there when you you think you're great after a few years, but you haven't that much experience in the grand scheme of things, mm. and you just encounter a gig like that, and there's no, you have no, you don't have the skills, and even if you do have the skills, maybe just something just happened there's nothing you can do. Like we've all had those gigs. There's yeah. just
2: nothing you can do. Oh, and at, then you if, lose the head. If you've done a run of gigs that are great yeah. and, you, and in your head you're going I, I've, I've conquered this I've conquered I know this. what's I know. happening Yes, I, I know comedy how ninja. to do this now yes. yeah. and then suddenly a gig comes up where it just all goes wrong yeah.
1: it, but it's you're not prepared. the thing you, just, you <laughs> just somebody God or somebody the comedy God is going oh oh you think you're good now yeah, you? yeah. okay let's see about this then but he also does the other way you know you're dying for you do two or three bad gigs in a row for, for some reason and then he goes here's a lovely one or here's or you walk into a room and you go this isn't going to work You walk into a room particularly in the first few yeah, years and you yeah, go ah oh, no there's that you know there's light coming in from there there's the loot they're going to be
2: ah oh, this is a disaster all in their 80s and they're then suddenly gonna... and it's, it's amazing, amazing.
1: Yeah, and the comedy guy goes there you go I've given you that back now because of the horrific gig you did before so it keeps you guessing you know yeah that's that's lovely when that happens I could pretend and we could both pretend it. not it great that it keeps you guessing You go, no it's not what you want is to conquer it and be absolutely amazing all the time that's what you want
2: yeah 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 yeah. but I mean I guess what you end up doing is, is before before you go on stage, you go. I don't know what's going to happen. It could be shit. Uh, before every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> wow. <just> like <laughs>
2: eventually, yeah. Oh, oh well, I guess what happens is you you don't panic. So you, no, you, you don't. Know, this is a bit difficult. Oh, you just have more you, stuff to compare it. To. And you think you, you think it through. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think that's yeah
2: accurate enough. Yeah, and particularly you you are you are like uh, the kind of sniper of comedy. Are you the kind of cold blooded? <laughs> a practical (sighs) guy who the sniper of comedy <laughs> I quite like the The sniper of comedy We're, I like that pick, Your jokes are just Picking off the laughs I no, like I that you're not Actually killing me <laughs> no,
1: no no If he had stopped At the sniper of comedy I would have liked that That'd be on posters But the cold-blooded Practical <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I'm not <okay>. a crocodile
2: <laughs> No okay okay but, uh, No 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 No. Keep uh, going I want to You're I want to eyeing out. up the, uh, the laughs The laughs are there Like food for a crocodile <laughs> <laughs> Where I grab an audience member
1: And bring him into A comedy death <laughs> down at the bottom of the river of jokes. Okay. Um, I think.
2: Okay. Yeah, Do I know? don't know. I don't know. I See, think there are certain comedians who are, uh, who will self-destruct. Yeah. And I, the, I'm not going to name some. Yeah. It. I have uh, done that. Have you done yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm.
1: After a few years, after maybe mm. three or four years, mm. uh, I think, I think there's a lot of comedians go through a thing where they start um, I don't know, tanking the gig or something. I don't even know if it's a deliberate thing. Sometimes they do just odd, odd stuff, you know. How do you mean tanking uh, the gig? Kind of. I don't know if it's a deliberate thing, but they almost uh, they're doing well, and then they do something that they know is is, is going to affect the gig, you know, in a, in, a, in an odd way, and they do it because they just looking to see... Oh, tanking the yeah, gig. Tank, I thought yeah. you were yeah. thanking. No, tanking the gig. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, you, so you've seen that. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what happened to me is, you do that for a while. When people start to go to see you and buy you a ticket to go to see you. Yes. Then I went... See, what? You're not just one act on yeah, of three or four. Yeah, it's yeah. your gig. Your show yeah. and your tour. And they have invested... They're nice. They've mm. paid a babysitter. They've gotten a the taxi there. All the rest, and you go. Well, what is this? Is a different level of responsibility altogether. And
2: uh, just do your job. Just quote and make those people laugh as much as you can. You mm. know. So, but that can actually have the reverse effect. I found that when I was doing the theatres after doing pub gigs for ages, and I was doing my own gig in the theatre. Mm. I, I got a bit uptight. I Did didn't, you? didn't relax as the way I would, I don't know. And also a theatre gig is very different because in a pub gig, the audience are, fe- there's a table of people, they're facing each other, they can laugh to each other. Mm, mm. Pu- in a theatre gig, they're all facing you. They can't, there's different dynamic. You can also, you could say, pick on someone uh, but. not pick on them but you could have some reference to their how they look but not everyone can see them there's all this kind of different things you have to work out and and yeah and work it out go and work it out. That's what I would suggest. Uh,
1: Because I mess with the audience and talk to the audience and they know at the start, you know, like they know there's no aggression in it. They know, and you get an instinct as well after a few years doing this. Mm. Uh, You talk to someone you go, what's your name? And you go, the person goes, uh, Joe Rooney and they're looking at you and their body language is open and they're up for it and you're messing with them. If they look down and they look away and they're uncomfortable, sure, there's no point talking to them. Yeah. And you don't want to make their night feel bad or anything like that. Mm. And that, Interplay at the start, I think, makes most theatre gigs like the, the pub gigs. It's that air, air of
2: so you've got to kind of let the audience go. This is not yeah, You're not watching yeah. a play. You're here. not watching a play here. There's this the, is the third entirely wall different. or yeah. fourth wall, I should say. gone.
1: it's gone. Brecht is turning there. in his grave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and then yeah. you're um, and then yeah. you're elected. Then, as my dad would say,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think.
1: Yeah comedy sniper thing is interesting. I'd love to be termed a comedy sniper. I just want to go out there and make people laugh as long as possibly.
2: I mean that as a compliment. I mean it as...
3: Oh, no, like I'm taking it as a compliment. <laughs> uh,
2: for example, did, did, so you, when you started doing comedy and you started... Uh, did you study comedy? Did you watch comedians and go, there's a type... For example, reincorporation is a thing that comedians do. Yeah, yeah. Where you, you've yeah. talked about something and then yeah. you're talking about a different subject, but you bring back the yeah, and it's been... And uh, a bit, some people do it naturally anyway. Yeah. Some people think about it. Would you think about that? Would no, you? no. No, no. No, I don't think so. Um, mm.
1: Because like the only way that you, like the, the end of a tour is much different. Not much different, mm. but there's an awful lot more kind of little bits and pieces of punchlines and references at the end of a tour than there are at the beginning of a tour. Mm. So, Which would lead me to suggest that it's an organic process of, oh, you're on the middle of the stage and you're doing something, you go, oh, that, course that's like that other bit mm. and then it just goes in and then you'd say it the next time so right. whereas you're not sitting in the, in a room somewhere uh in the, the attic of your house just typing away going oh that is reminds mm. me of the thing before yeah so i, I it's not that yeah, it's um, an organic thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's not that clinical, I suppose, really. Right,
2: no? right, yeah. So, how long then did it take you to do, like, what, your next step from the ha- halfpenny? How, what were you doing, the international then on a yeah, the regular basis? Yeah, just doing what, the, the laughter lounge then, was it? Or, yeah, uh, after a few years, yeah.
1: Then turned around. Um, but I suppose the touring sta- really only started in 2000. And well, well oh. it, it, I, was, I was doing those gigs that you're talking about, the pub gigs, and there'd be mm. a few people going to go and see you probably kind of after, the, after a couple of years of the panel. And in the first, but how
2: long did it take you to get to the panel? Four years. Four years from that's pretty good. Yeah, but like, mm. but that's a function of just luck and timing, isn't it?
1: Like, you could be going four years and year. being prepared. Being prepared, yeah, because I mean, if
2: you get the panel, yeah, and if it. you
1: get a chance, yeah. But I mean, those chances aren't there anymore necessarily. Like, so if you start. Mm. If you're going four years, right now, right now, mm. right, there is no panel, there is no thing that has quite the same impact, there are more, more TV channels, there's more Netflix, there's YouTube. So there's nothing that you put on the TV uh, on RT2, for example, now that would have gotten anywhere near the figures of Naked Camera. Figures wise, yeah, you know. you know what I mean. So, so you could be equally as prepared right now. Yeah, you could be equally as 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 competent, and um, it's just a function of you you're doing it kind of ten or twelve years later. You know, so there's a huge degree of look.
2: I don't care what anybody says. Mm. You know, being ready when it happens. I mean, like say for PJ, he was knocking around for a good while, and then naked camera just. Fitted him like a glove. That's it, though. Like, and he it,
1: found a thing. That, like, he's a brilliant, like, a brilliant comedy actor. A brilliant, yeah. great comedian, a brilliant comedy actor as yeah. well. So, like, I, like it, for another piece of look, so if the only thing on was naked camera... And loads so of people
2: had turned down naked, or, or it didn't work for them before PJ got involved. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, like, I would be terrible at naked camera
1: terrible and mm. I would be really nervous about doing it and I'd be embarrassed and mm. I, that's just, it's not, it's just not my thing. So another piece of luck is that there is a show called The Panel that happens to be out there that you think, oh, I can do that. Right, I yeah. wouldn't do the other thing. I just would be terrible about it. So mm. so uh, people who say to you that uh, they everything they got, they earned and uh, fair enough, they did, but there's a huge element of luck as well. And also, like if you look at 2006, 2007, just before that, I suppose, you know there's 2 or 300,000 more young people in the country yeah who go to see comedy yeah they're not in australia uh, uh, they also have a bit more money so uh, oh, yeah. they will go and take a risk on something they'll, they'll go and see their Whoever is famous at the time, they'll go and see their Eddie Izzard, who, who comes to Dublin. But they'll m- also go and see, oh, who's this Andrew Maxwell fella who's j- just been on the th- that panel show? Do you know yeah. what I mean? So there's uh, all those, like there's the things completely outside your control.
2: That's uh, oh yeah, well, it's really, to yeah do with you, you could fill a theatre on a Tuesday night and haven yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we did <laughs> yeah. well, um, uh, so th- what did your parent what did your father and mother think about this when you were doing so as, before you got the panel you are yeah. doing stand up yeah, yeah. no
1: money uh, well at least you have your degree yeah <laughs> um, yeah that was it and because uh, I said listen I'm going to I'll do it for a year I've saved up some money and I'll, and I'll do it for a year and I'll blow I'll blow through the money mammy and daddy and yeah. then I'll go back and I'll do something else okay and they went okay that's fine yeah, yeah. I suppose they didn't kind of understand it as a thing really because it. It's- didn't really
2: exist when they were growing up, you know? Uh, yeah, a man going into a room talking to strangers. So, um, well, they just let they, me off. Or maybe. if they did, it, they, it was showbiz. It was putting on a silvery jacket or something. Yeah. It wasn't just your yeah. average guy like myself and yourself.
1: Yeah. But even so, though, I mean, mm-hmm. there it, like there's no vaudeville here. There's no yeah, workmen's clubs. And so, I, I just don't think there were even Conscious of it as a path of of a job, you know. So they kind of just let me at it, really. Mm. They just let me at it. I think they probably thought, sure listen, he'll he'll cop on in the end," you know. You yeah, know? I think they did that because all of us are fairly academic in our in our family. So they thought, "Well, he'll get a job doing something else when, in in a few years. Let him." Let, let, let them get this fad out of a system, you know?
2: I think they might still think that. <laughs> I'm not actually sure. It's, it's, uh, you yeah, know, I was interviewing uh, Christiane O'Malley. Do you know Christiane O'Malley? She plays the harp. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she does comedy with a harp. Yeah. Yep. Uh, she told her parents she wanted to be an actress, and they uh, paid someone to sit down and talk to her no way to try and talk her out of it wow that's <laughs> impressive
1: I think she's from Offaly as well actually she is actually yeah that's yeah. an interesting that's an thing. thing yeah my dad probably went no we're not paying anybody <laughs> I'll have a chat and then if he says no I'll, you know no they, I mean, they never a, did that well, unless I know, I, yeah.
2: unless maybe there is somebody and I don't know I, uh, they probably paid someone <laughs> don't say what you're doing yeah, just, yeah. just sit down and see him in a pub and yeah just they casually. should have
1: paid an audience <laughs> <laughs> that's what yeah, I would yeah, have the yeah, audience at your first gig to just be really Nothing, <laughs> and then you'll never do it again they, they didn't do that on you oh, there's a couple of gigs I think that, I'm not I'm not too sure if someone had paid the audience to say nothing but uh, no they just kind of let me off and yeah. uh like my mother sometimes says, says to me I say to her no she'll listen when it all goes to hell I'll just go back and do the old computers and she goes oh cool 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 you know because nothing has changed in computers in 15 years like right, you yeah, know yeah. all the skills oh, yeah, are yeah, still yeah, relevant
2: it's no, the same no, thing no, the floppy disks yeah, it's yeah. all floppy
1: disks yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, dial-up it's grand I'll get another <laughs> job doing that mammy it's fine All
2: right. and then when you did uh, the panel did, did you do did you ever go the Edinburgh route did you do your own yeah oh no yeah. I've done uh, six or seven Edinburgh's, yeah. yeah.
1: I did, I did uh, 07, 08, 09 and it was brilliant because the, it built up every year. Yeah, And the big thing about Edinburgh is you want to get great reviews. That's the thing, like pe- people talk about reviews here or like uh, radio reviews or TV reviews and all that sort of stuff. They're kind of irrelevant because, you know, if someone likes you, they like you and they don't, they don't. If you go to a festival where people don't know... You know, audiences don't know everybody. Yeah, they have to rely on something. So it's either word of mouth or um, a recommendation or a review. In Edinburgh, yeah, yeah. So so
2: you arrive right so at the really re- show. Awards. You need to get a rev- a good review, maybe in the next, the first, sorry, week and a half. Yeah, yeah. And then you get your audience. Yeah,
1: your and off. if you yeah. can get one, you want a five star one from the Scotsman. Is what you want? Yeah, because the five star Scotsman won all the locals' readers. To uh, it stays in. That's the big thing. It stays in every day. So. So they, they review Joe Rooney, he gets a five-star review in the Scotsman, right? And then the next day they're reviewing shows uh, but at the end they have, these are our five-star reviews we've recommended so far. Ah, okay. So you're in it for the whole thing then. Mm. So uh, I got that in 2008 and that was you done. Uh, the rest of the run was you can relax. easy enough then mm. and then nine similar thing happened and it was great and then in 2010 I didn't go because I was doing Republic public Telly, I was hosting Republic Telly. Mm. So I took a year off and you lose a little bit of momentum mm-hmm. if you've only done three years kind of in a row. Mm. So then I did, and then uh, 11, to, uh, so I took 10 off and did 11, 12, 13. Went back to the panel, mm. uh, which which allowed me to do it in 11, 12 or 13. And then um, I haven't been back since 13. Mm. So I
2: don't know, I, but I've you're represented in in Britain, aren't you? I mean, you do, you do. I haven't, you yeah, haven't
1: gone there in a while, I have to you? Uh, no, okay.
2: okay. Um, okay. I yeah, I do have uh, an agent over there, yeah. Yeah. But um, I it's just too busy here. But you're busy as hell here, yeah. And and so, did you write a show each time? Like, did you have a theme? I did or a
1: theme once. Yeah. About Vikings. Oh, right, okay. Did <laughs> he show up Vikings? I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely I genuinely still don't know why. Um, I, there was kind of some interest in history there. And I was, I had, you know, Viking ancestors on both sides. If you look at the names. And I went, because of so De- many. Delamere is, is? is Norman, yeah, French. Norman. There, and they right. were essentially Vikings. Settled Vikings. Is it off yeah. the sea? Off the sea, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I kind of thought, listen, I'll, uh, there's so much stuff in Edinburgh, I suppose. Uh, I'll try and mm-hmm. write something that is a bit unusual and uh, mm-hmm. or I don't know if that's the way you should do it I think you should go over and just if 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 something that horrible word organic I think if something just write the best show you can I think now that's what I think now. Yeah. And then, But if something falls into your lap, that's just for me now. I, I can't speak for anybody else. And if something but like falls into your lap. If you write a, lap, a
2: show on, in, um, uh, for Edinburgh, is I, I always think when I see some, well, I see some shows in Edinburgh, I think that's definitely not going to work in a club. Yes. Very li- little of that material. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, that would be an odd one because like, so, so say the vast bulk of your income and, and audience uh, yeah. exposure is with people in Ireland, you yeah. know, if you write a very specific Edinburgh show that's a kind of theatre piece, that could be difficult to transfer over, definitely, yeah. yeah. So uh, luckily I just kind cool. of, uh, this, the six, five or six shows I did since that Viking show were, were, were normal enough stand-up, you know. Mm-hmm. So you could just tour them then. Because
2: mm-hmm. it's weird, I remember doing a gig over in uh, Dubai and uh, I think we are doing two nights... Um, there was was a load of us over there but the same audience came both nights. Right. And so uh, I just did a different set the second night. Yeah. Now there's one comedian and he'd done a load of uh, Edinburgh shows but he he couldn't come up with a second set, and I was going. You've done like six Edinburgh shows. How yeah. come you can't come up with a second set for a pub gig? Yeah, it's really weird. It's like, yeah, 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 it's a yeah. it's a different
1: it's a different thing altogether. Yeah, it's like yeah. running a, running hundred meters versus running ten thousand meters. I mean, you know, they're, they're both still running, but one is can be very widely removed from the other one. I yeah. think.
2: So anyway. Um, so, and how, how long have you, 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 how did you get into radio then? You're doing a radio show now on a Sunday in Today FM, yeah? Yeah, so, um,
1: well. somebody asked me to I, mm. I, to, I filled in for Ian Dempsey years ago and then I did mm. a bit of filling in for Ray RC and of course a new Maraid Ma- Ma- from, Maraid Farrell from the other panel, Mairead oh, Ronan right, yeah. from the panel and um, I suppose they, they gave me a go there and then I went mm. and I was asked to do standing for John Murray and then I just I really kind of like it I really enjoy it and really t- like talking to people and really like indulging in, <laughs> in tr- finding out bizarre stuff like the first time I stood in for John Murray I interviewed an archaeologist for 17 minutes like, mm. you never get away with that yeah. like, only an RTU one and I was it was just I'm really curious about everything yeah yeah yeah, that, yeah. that's mm. I suppose I could sum things up and um, so mm. then I, was, I really enjoyed standing in for Ray again um Red RC on to F M. Mm.
2: And then And do you do the do you do the controls or you no, no, you don't I do don't. that. No, I, I, some I'd like to do that, do though. That, yeah. They, yeah. It
1: depends, a lot of the time it depends on the sort of show you do, you know. So at the yeah. moment my show is kind of at the start of the show is a news review with people and stuff. So mm. it's um, there's a lot of other things to be kind of engaged in and yeah. your, your attention is on that. So, but uh, it's certainly something I'd like to learn very soon, yeah.
2: The fading in. Oh, that, all that crack. The, the desk. The desk. Yeah. yeah. Running the desk. Yeah. I mean, I've done a bit of work on news talk, and uh, I, I, did, I, I there's no way I could have talked and be thinking about fading and pressing buttons as well hold on but you play the guitar I do and yeah. sing yeah and in
1: your head think about the next joke that you're going to do if this joke is okay or doesn't do that well yeah so you're still multitasking all you, all you need to do is just practice probably I, I would think
2: yeah 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 I just know uh, I, I, I mean a, I panicked one time I was, I was leading into the news and uh, I forgot the name of the news reader and I just made up a name <laughs> <laughs> I just made up uh, okay and was
1: the name the same race as it was the, as the person it was an Irish name oh, yeah, okay. maybe her name
2: was Mairead Farrell and I just said Elizabeth uh, Toomey
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is and did she go thank, thank you Joe no,
2: totally professional uh, as if I would got the name totally correct wow it's amazing
1: you see, I suppose, it, that's fantastic. No, yeah. That makes me, because, you know, there's an inevitable mistake coming next Sunday and I'm going to do that. I, right. I guarantee you I'm going to do that. That's fantastic. Uh, I, like, the great thing about stand-up is when you make a mistake, you can completely acknowledge it and go, made a balls exactly. of that now. Exactly, yeah. And yeah. then on radio, you I, I, you can't really do the same thing. But my, my instinct would be de- would be to go, yeah, I can't remember her name, though, sorry. But I
2: think yours is probably the much better way of doing it, I have to say. I even, I think I convinced myself that I'd got it right. Really? Yeah. Right, the level of self delusion of a comedian never ceases to amaze me. We are a remarkable people. I know. <laughs> and it was only afterwards. But also the time. I always have to say what time it is when you're on the radio. I don't know it's five minutes to uh, four yeah, o'clock. Yeah, or blah, blah, blah. yeah. It's just
1: <laughs> filler, isn't it? Sometimes when people say that, it's it's like it's like a pilot cone. It's the minus thirty-five degrees outside. We're at ten thousand feet, and you're going. Well, I'm not going to go outside, so I have no interest in how well, what the temperature is out there. So I suppose it's just. Filling time, isn't it? It's yeah. like when you do the call sign at a radio station, you know, you're listening to 101 100, yeah. FM. So, but I, I think they kind of, there's, you can do it too much, and then there's sometimes it's probably useful because people are switching in between ads and they want to know what station they're listening to, you know?
2: Right, yeah. Well, see, today FM wouldn't be as, uh, some of the other stations are full of ads. So it's all like, uh, here's the, uh, Uh, whatever Mars Bar Weather and later we'll have the (laughs) the sport sponsored by Coors Light it's fucking ads constantly it's like such is the commercial reality Joe Nike Rooney
1: yeah (laughs) wow (laughs) you went for the big dog there didn't you (laughs) it wasn't the local supermarket the local Londis in some part of the meet you went straight for Nike as your commercial deal I like your ambition (laughs) I like your ambition Rooney that's quite impressive. God. The Rory McIlroy of comedy, that's what they call I, you. I,
2: that wouldn't be great if Nike sponsored this podcast. It'd be great. Yeah. I would be Joe Nike Rooney. I'd tattoo it on my face. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. So, um, so are you going to, uh, are, are, is your plan now to, to, to do UK a kind of tour, a theatre? Would that plan? be something that you <laughs> I
1: don't have a have plan. A
2: massive, yeah. No,
1: there's no plan. Yeah. There's, no, okay. there's no kind of... Um, I'd love, uh, maybe I should have a plan and you just press a button on your table at home just flicks over (laughs) onto all the theatres, a map of all the theatres in the UK. You just push... Little tanks with your face around on them.
2: Um, well, yeah, because you you probably would go home and you pull off your. This is a mask yeah, you wear. Yeah. You're actually a crocodile, right? A sniper, yeah. a crocodile. Yeah. Yeah. A
1: sniper crocodile. Sniper <laughs> crocodile. This is a mask. A I'd get a better one, Joe. I would get a better one. I'd be looking like fast not me. Um, no, there's no plan really. Yeah. I'm just keep mm. doing what you're doing and enjoying it. Really, yeah, like this is. You really, I don't think you can plan. I don't mm. think you can live in Ireland and 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 uh, plan for
2: this. Do you? Mm. Uh no. Just keep doing. I certainly haven't. Keep doing my, what you do and enjoy it. I have no plan, as you can tell. <laughs> your career. Can tell. Yes. <laughs> Maybe you should. I do not even have a plan for this podcast. Maybe so. we both should. Uh, mm. I'd like to keep doing
1: the radio for, for a bit and um mm. uh like to do The weird thing is I think when you when you do too many things, there's a point at which they start taking away from stand up. Mm. I wouldn't like that to happen. You know, um... Would you like to do a chat show? A, like a, like a tele chat show? Yeah. No, not in no? their current form, no. I don't, no. Would you? I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to do something that, you could do, that, they seem like poison chalices, really, I think. Yeah. I think I'd like to do one, if you could do one, that would be kind of slightly sub, subversive, you know? Mm. You know, not in the in in a in a club somewhere and uh, you know where you could kind of take the the make out of the chat show the would be in a club, format like a a
2: club a nightclub well no no <laughs> a comedy club or something oh a nightclub. comedy club no. yeah not in
1: that club <laughs> in the club no but you know what I mean yeah so where it wouldn't be so come and tell us along about mm. your new book it might be getting if you've written a book and something it might be getting you to do something bizarre
2: with the book you know mm. just
1: stuff that you I think that's the way things are going now I think.
2: Did you do you have to if you've got someone on your ready show? Do, yeah. you, do you have to read their book? You do, yeah. And do you read it, or uh, is there a researcher reading it and go, yeah, uh, uh, these are the points, really?
1: <laughs> no, I um, uh, I would generally read it. Generally.
2: Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I I was um, I had to read a, a, a Amanda Bronker book. Did you? A few a month or so ago. That how was, do you feel that about was that? really tough. Was it? <laughs> Uh, did you have to interview and I interviewed her, but uh, uh, I could have done it without reading the book, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I did read it. Yeah, and what did what? it's just mad. Her, her book is like about um, do, do, uh, a girl in lives in Dublin. <laughs> Who has like a friend who would like who when she's feeling depressed, her friend would turn up with a tour bus belonging to Slash or something and go, "We're going to Tralee for the weekend." <laughs> like, to what what world does this happen? That sounds
1: amazing. <laughs> that sounds, can I borrow that book from you when you're finished with it? I know but she's a great yeah. talker. Anyway, I know she's you lovely just woman. Bring lovely her woman, on, and, bah, and yeah, you yeah, didn't need to read the book. Book was you should have just. Hard. What's your favorite part of the book? Did you find writing the book difficult? <laughs> Like the end, most of all, just ask these really generic questions. You know, yeah. page 55 that was a bit of a turn yeah. up for the books, wasn't it?
2: There was one word, there's a word in it that she made up. Oh, well, I don't know if she didn't know she'd made it up, but toleration was a word in the book. Uh, I just have no toleration for people like <laughs> who that. make
1: up toleration that, that words word is like tolerance, <laughs> okay, <laughs> right.
2: which is brilliant because very few authors make up words well if Shakespeare can do it I, I yeah. can't see any reason why Amanda Brunker couldn't no uh. and she, and I have to say she is a brilliant person yeah. Yeah. yeah you, just, you have well, to say that fun. in case you have to interview her again yeah well, okay. I hope I will interview her again I'm not reading the book this
1: time. No, <laughs> anyway. you, you would read it. But you see, like <laughs> yeah. for your own show, I suppose, yeah, you kind of, yeah. you can, you know, when you're standing in for somebody, they go, this is who's on, you know, read the book because you have yeah. to talk to them. Whereas if uh, for if you're, if you're your own show, they go, you talk to your producer and they go, hey, we're going to, what do you think about having Joe Rooney on? And you go, well, no, I don't get on with Joe Rooney, so uh, I'm not going to have Joe Rooney on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give a bit more control. Yeah. He yeah, called me a comedy yeah. sniper once and uh <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so So we're no so we're definitely having them because I love that, right? But you know, if if somebody's written a book and you're not interested, you're just not gonna have them on, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think. Yeah. I, that's
1: the general that's that's Yeah the... but
2: sometimes a person is far better than the book. Absolutely. So. yeah.
1: Yeah. It, mm. it depends. Whether you know them or I'm not, really. To get listen, out of this. I know that. But well, you don't have to get out of it. This is your podcast.
2: Yeah, Just yeah. cut out the bit. For That's true. You know. Yeah. No, I'm going to leave it in. Of course you will. I, I, I'll tell her. Anyway, uh, listen, thanks a million for coming in. And uh, I hope you still like me. I do, of course. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely putting
1: it on the poster. I'm not even joking about that. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's been a pleasure. Comedy sniper. Yeah. Cool. Straw crocodile. Thanks, Neil. Well, there you go. That was Neil Delamere. Um, that was an interesting interview. And next week I'll be talking to the comedian and podcaster, Garrod Farrelly. Thank you to Jack Cody for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you for to Andrew Mangan for the produ- producing and uh, Daniel Rooney for the music. If it's your first time listening to the podcast, please subscribe. And there's a whole load of more interviews Uh, you can go on Castaway Media to find us or on iTunes there's loads of other stuff of Frank Kelly and Ardler Hanlon and Mundy PJ Gallagher Jason Byrne uh, all sorts of brilliant stuff in the archives there and there's loads more um, podcasts as well at Castaway Media uh, worth checking out please give me a review as well just give me a star rating and a review please it would really help the podcast we've got some really interesting um, guests coming up and I just hope you keep listening and contact me and get, get in contact with me on Twitter if you like. It's uh, at Joe Rooney 1 or you can contact me by email. If you go on my website Joe, sorry com and also if you wish to book tickets for the Craggy Island Festival, it's www.craggyislandfestival.com. I'll also be recording a live podcast with Alison Spittle this coming Wednesday, the 25th of May. Come on down to the Stag's Head. We're in the basement. There's lots of uh, complimentary Jack Cody beers and a great night out. So come on down to that. I'll see you there if you're coming down. Otherwise, I'll see you next week. Bye bye. <laughs> This was a Castaway Media production. Find more great podcasts on our network. Visit castaway.media.
0: Hey, I get it. I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonix therapy. It's not another drug. It's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone, and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com.